And this Go. ball in the air, deep right center Go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, he'll watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee and no music. That's fine. Uh, remember to use that promo code DNVR25 to get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. Also, don't forget to subscribe there. You got to subscribe to the Strava Craft Coffee system. Really, it's a full system. They'll keep sending it to you. You get a lot of discounts. It's great. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman, the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, are the team, the beat writers here at DNVR Rockies. We got Patrick Lyons. We got Michaela E. Perkins. And we got a baseball series of games to very lightly discuss. <laughs> Rockies Drew, I, got I, I can't balls. argue with you on that. <laughs> that yeah, that's the, that, yeah. Um, I do want us to get into, you know, obviously today's game a little bit. We'll, we'll get into each one individually, but I'll start, Michaela, with you on this. I feel like for those who were kind of most pessimistic about the Rockies coming into the season, uh, with that tinge of realism, this is, I think, what they expected to see. Three games where the starting pitching was pretty good and the hitting and bullpen just was not there. Yeah, um, I think unfortunately this game was pretty much um, indicative of the expectations that every, not everyone, but a lot of people set for the Rockies coming into this season. I think it really showed the glaring weaknesses that the team has. And um, unfortunately, it resulted in the Rockies getting swept by the Giants. Um, You know, I think the Rockies have three major issues the performance of their bullpen leaving uh, runners on bases and not taking advantage of scoring opportunities. And then the amount of walks that the rotation and the bullpen in general are issuing. So, you know, uh, unfortunately it isn't just like one issue that's easy to fix. Um, I think a lot of these issues stem from inexperience. Um, Some of the guys from the bullpen being, you know, obviously younger, you know, Ben Bowden really struggled the other day, but we have to remember that was, you know, only like, his like what third or fourth pitching appearance. And a lot of these guys who are playing in the majors now didn't have a minor league season last year because of COVID. So I think we're seeing a lot of the effects of uh, unfortunate circumstances kind of taking their toll on the Rockies. And this performance pretty much was what we were expecting to see from the 2021 Colorado Rockies. And with them being so inexperienced, I mean, you look at this Giants lineup and they essentially, outside of their the, some of their starting pitchers, they're all over 30 years old. Like, this is a veteran club, and a veteran club was the the one that ended up winning the series. All the games were pretty close, and, and again, you know, the, the Rockies didn't look great overall, but they had their opportunities. Um, and, and a veteran club is, is going to win those games, and I don't even think the Giants were particularly clutch this weekend, not for the most part, right? They just they ended up scoring more runs, and 
that's the whole point of the game uh, <laughs> at, at the end of the day. Let me you know, and, check and the rule book like I had to in the first series. A lot less of that. This was just some basic. This was like, you oh, knew what page those guys had to more runs than the other guys. They get the win. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. And I think you know, and and since that opening day win against the Dodgers, now the Rockies are two and seven. You know, I if you just look at the Diamondback series and Giants series, like they're they're kind of the template. Like those are the three teams kind of battling for third place or last place in the division. I think they're all relatively close. Um, they they might be farther apart than we think by the end of the year. We'll kind of find out. So, you know, Rockies take two out of three from Arizona, but then they get swept by San Francisco. I think it'll probably be a lot closer than two and four. You know, when it comes to these Giants D-back series, it'll be a little bit closer to 500. I I do see, uh, you know, the Diamondbacks and Giants still, you know, winning the series against the Rockies over the course of the season. But um, hopefully they can, you know, make sure that this losing streak doesn't get too deep down and dark uh, because it's a challenging season, you know, regardless. And I, and I do have worries about the defense. I think that could be something that uh, remains to be seen. And, um, but at, at the end of the day, you know, it's a very inexperienced team, you know, it's a young team and this is, this is what we want. You know, I, I, somewhere along the line, you know, we've discussed this idea of like, do we want CJ Crone in there? Yeah. He's a great ball player, but his at bats will come at the cost of, potentially Rogers when he comes back, Fuentes, McMahon, Hilliard, and Hampson. And if you want to go with a younger lineup, you know, you're you're gonna lose your your share of games. And that's 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 2021 right now in a in a nutshell. Yeah, right? for for now he's not costing anybody, but once Rogers comes back, right, right that, that's gonna right. be uh I think that'll be one of the top conversations because of that, especially if they've kind of sort of continue to lose at this clip. Right? And Owen's like on the IL point, too. Right. That kind uh, of clears so- up more playing time. Right, and 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 those decisions will be interesting to see at what point they sort of flip that switch, you know, and right. and and do the thing. But the other thing I want to point out, I'm I'm really glad Michaela brought up the experience today, and I had actually been thinking less about the complete lack of like real live competitive, full pro baseball for a lot of guys on the Rockies team right now. A lot of these guys like Hilliard, Nunez, Daza, who we haven't seen a ton of. Uh, but these guys are playing, you know, a big role early in the season, and some of them got off to a start. But the other thing I, uh, what I had been thinking of instead of that was, a lot of these guys it's their first road trip as pro Rockies members. Uh, welcome to the Coors Field hangover effect. This is the very first time that a lot of these guys have ever had to deal with what we know is one of the most difficult hitting environments in all of baseball, which is not Coors when you're a member of the Rockies. It always has been. It probably always will be unless some dramatic changes are made, uh, you know, to, to Coors Field or whatever. But for now, as it is, uh, I've had this long running theory. It's difficult to totally pin down and prove with numbers because there's always, you know, there's counterexamples. But Ian Desmond's first year in Colorado, uh, Gerardo Prara's first year in Colorado were their roughest years. A lot of guys, you know, come over that first getting used to that balance when you're a rookie in addition to all of that. It's, it's not even... You know, you've got the experience of, of Major League Baseball to fall back on. So I expect we'll see a few of these road trips this year where the, the offense goes pretty quiet and it's going to be a combination of these things, the inexperience in general. Some of it's going to be the lack of depth and talent, to be sure. But also these guys for the very first time in their careers figuring out this course Field hangover effect. And we don't know yet who's going to do better with it and who won't. Uh, I, I've liked the early returns on Tapia, I will say. <laughs> yes, yeah, six six runs every game uh, at home during, during those first seven games. 
This series, a little over one. They scored four runs in three games versus 42 over seven games. And with the Coors, Coors hangover, Drew, it almost sounds like you wanted Trejo in the lineup at shortstop, batting cleanup, because he didn't have that in, He didn't have that issue going on, right? He was hey, fresh. Put him in there. Let's see what happens. I, I just don't want people to think, like, we're trying to make excuses for the Rockies, but we're trying to look at this from, like, all areas. You know, we have to understand that this roster is so young. There are so many players on this roster right now who have made their first major league debut this season, who didn't get any live bats or hardly any action last season because of COVID and the minors where they would have had more time to develop. So these are all just kind of contributing factors to like what the overall issue with the Rockies are right now. Of course, there's no excuse for bad performances, but um, it's just like, we can't not, we can't ignore the fact that a lot of these guys are young, inexperienced, just need time and that's what you're gonna like, performances like the series are what you're gonna get when a majority of your roster you know is is so young and so inexperienced and um I think that's something that we all need to be aware of because it, it's one thing if you want to fix like the command of a pitch or your your swing but when it's just something that comes down to you know lack of experience like that nothing will fix that except for time and going out there and failing and learning from your mistakes and trying to get better from there so yeah, that's the gift and the curse of this entire season is that they're going to lose a lot of games. But in the process, there's going to be these young players who we kind of figure out, hey, you know what, this guy is a, this guy is a dude. Like, he needs to have that opportunity. He's going to be the starting whatever position. Uh, whereas if you go in, I mean, there's still even some free agents that are available right now with David Robertson. He used to go sign Yasiel Puig. What is is that going to help you win a championship? <laughs> yeah, Obviously yeah, please, not. Please this isn't a, yeah, this isn't a <laughs> roster that needs another you know a reliever like oh David Robertson is pretty good and or needs a, a guy that maybe could be an all star outfielder. Again, that's still not going to make a difference in in this uh, roster making the postseason. What that's going to do is delay the timeline of these young guys kind of you know having their opportunity to come up. So you you can't block them. So it's. It, it's difficult. It's it's a gift and a curse in, in so many ways. Yeah, I want to point to a specific moment in this game, actually. And normally we would break a game down like this if we were, again, if we were expecting the team to be a little bit better. I'll go to this moment because our guy Matt in the Discord, and, and we tend to disagree on just about everything, but I actually fully agreed with his assessment of this situation. There's a moment in the sixth inning, uh, Rockies get runners at second and third uh, with one away with Story and Blackman having come up with hits in the inning. Uh, moving up on a deep fly ball that Ryan McMahon just, just missed that could have put him on the board. Uh, but then Fuentes and Hilliard come up, and uh, neither of them had terrible, terrible at-bats, but neither of them had very good at-bats. There was a moment, particularly I thought Josh Fuentes looked looked overmatched in that moment. He hasn't all year. Uh, first pitch, I'll, I'll take you through the at-bat. First pitch is up and in. He's excited. He tries to go up and get it. You got to let that thing go. Force the umpire to call it a strike. It probably wasn't. That's a tough pitch to handle. The second pitch is where he really got messed up because Discaflini helped. I'm never going to say that name. Discaflini. Discaflini. His nickname uh, is Disco. Just call him Disco. It's probably Disco. easier for everyone. Yes. Uh, this was the pitch. This was the moment where the game could have swung for the Rockies and it didn't. He hung him a, a, an 0-1 changeup. It just sat right there in the middle of the plate. Josh was out in front, swung through. That's too aggressive of a swing in that situation. With runners at second and third, you know, if, you, if you're underneath that a little bit, you weigh back and you're underneath it and you hit it into the air to the outfield, sack fly. If you're a little bit too aggressive 
over the top, but you're still got a contact swing. You're going to hit that thing into the dirt, the infield's back, grounder, and a run scores. But he, he just got two outside of himself. He swung through the baseball, uh, put himself in an 0-2 hole where he had to get way too protective. Then Discoflani, Disco uh, threw a phenomenal breaking ball. He had no chance on it. Uh, he, he threw much better pitches to Sam, who, who battled a bit, but still ended up swinging through a, a very hittable fastball on the final pitch of that at bat. And that, that shows you everything we've just been talking about, right? That's youth and experience. Those guys first time with the hangover effect. And now the future question is, do they learn and get better from it or not? But if you're ready to bury Fuentes and Hilliard because they didn't do it in that spot, so therefore they'll never do it. That That's the distinction I think Michaela is trying to say, right? We're, that's where we're going. Like, yeah, they're going to lose some games because that's going to happen. Uh, but we're going to keep watching because at some point, one of these guys, and we're not sure who, is going to come through in one of those big moments. And then they start making coming through in those big moments a part of their thing. And now guess what? They're an integral part of the Rockies' future, the next team that will be successful. And that's going to be fun to watch who emerges into that class. We even saw it in the seventh inning. There was runners on first and second. Uh, when Hampson tried to get the bunt down, they got the lead runner at second base. And first and second yeah. with one out. And you actually had Story and, and Blackman coming up. And, you know, just just couldn't get it done. Hangover effect, whatever you want to call it. But uh, it's hard to, to, to keep all that pressure on those guys. I mean, this team went to the postseason in, in 2017 and 2018 um, and, and was, was able to win games when Nolan wasn't at his best. But that was because he had a group of guys around him that could pick it up. It wasn't, you know, just a, a one-man wrecking crew and and the Rockies are, can't do that with just story and Blackman and uh and and who's to say even if one of those two guys were to get a hit they score a run or two what then they lose four two you know we, we don't we don't know so um yeah they they that was something they struggled with last season is uh hitting with runners in scoring position and kind of moving guys over we saw them do that a little bit uh the first week of the season in Colorado and, and particularly in that that opening game yeah. Hampson you know just Lay, lay down a sack bun and ended up legging it out and it looked fantastic. So um, they're going to have to do those little things a little bit better, even though they might not lead to wins and losses. It just leads to the natural maturization of these players to know, as we're saying, who's a dude, who isn't, who can you DFA and say, eh, we can give up hope or include him in a trade and say, you know what? We like your young guy a little bit better than our young guy. Oh, you like him? Okay, cool. You can have him. And that's fine because we know we have X, Y, and Z. We know that those lost boys have come through during that 2021 and 2022 season. And you figure out and say, okay, this, these are the guys that we need moving forward. We don't know who those guys are. We're going to find out through another 153 more games. I think I got the math right. I'm not checking you. All right. We got to get into some 20th and Blaze in just a minute. But first, before that, we've got to let you know about our friends over at DraftKings. You know about DraftKings by now, of course. But if you haven't gotten in on the action, literally, uh, you need to. It's a whole lot of fun, whether you're uh, uh, just a veteran at betting on sports and you've been doing it your whole life, or you're like me and you really didn't know what was going on with all this stuff until DraftKings came into the life of all of us here at DNVR and it's really easy to learn about. We've got explainers all over the YouTube channel. By the way, make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. We've got a DNVR Bets program that you can check out. We've got semi-regular shows that we're doing now for you here on the Rockies Beat. You, you don't want to miss these. They're not on the podcast. It's only on the YouTube channel where Matt Patrick and I are giving our, our 
picks for you before games, over-unders on strikeouts, sometimes who to hit the home run, who to win the game, and who not. It's a whole lot of fun, especially when you're pretty sure the Rockies are going to lose most of the time. Taking the over, say, on, on Herman Marquez to get some strikeouts today would have been a nice way to get a little win out of being a Rockies fan today. It's all those kinds of things. It just makes it so much more fun. And sometimes it actually ends up putting more money in your wallet. So make sure that you check them out. You download it right now. And if you do so, the use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. You'll turn $1 into $100 in free bets if the basketball team of your choosing hits a three. That's it. It's a three. They don't got to win the game. Nothing. Just it's a three-pointer. You've turned $1 into 100 bucks. That's code DNVR. Turn that dollar into 100 bucks in free bets for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or over, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. They give such amazing odds for some guys on the Rockies to hit a home run. I know. That for, like, again, it. dollar bet, $10 bet, you're going to multiply your money by 10. Fuentes did it the other night against the Dodgers, and he was over 1000 plus or plus 1000. So if you put 10 bucks on it, you want a thousand dollars. You want a hundred dollars. I should say a hundred dollar bet. You want a thousand dollars. Like it's, it's crazy. That's one way to keep it fun for sure. Thankfully. And if you want to make sure you've got more money sitting around that you can go and bet on things at DraftKings Sportsbook, check out our friends at Gabby. It stands for get a better insurance. And that's literally what they help you do. It's so easy. I know some of you have heard me say this before. I'm not making it up. I went to their site, gabi.com slash DNVR, really, really easy. Within 10 minutes, I put in just a couple little pieces of information, gotten back a whole bunch of quotes from a bunch of different insurance companies, picked the one I liked the best, ended up saving me $480 for the year. But that's just my story. AJ Hayfley saved a bunch of money here. Lindsey Sauer saved a bunch of money here. We all know Eric Weedham is basically a legend at this point for having saved over a grand at Gabby. Uh, not really sure what was going on with him there, but still very excited. He can afford to go to the All-Star game this year because of Gabby.com, right? Like put it right. in that perspective. You go, okay, now hold on. You've got something. Gabby.com slash DNVR. Yeah, now I'm going. Yeah, Uh so remember, it stands for get a better insurance. That's the way to remember it easily. They save uh, their customers save on average nine hundred sixty one dollars per year. You're probably paying too much for your home or car insurance. No one wants to throw money away on those things. Check them out. You'll just save money if you do. All right. And do we have that that twentieth and blaze? Since we're we're sort of done with the game, I think we can recontextualize the rest of the series because, quite frankly. No one had a great series for the Colorado Rockies. No, <laughs> um, no, a couple guys, couple guys chipped in with a couple of hits here and there, and you go, all right, this guy's kind of getting back on track, like we saw it with Trevor Story a little bit. But this is a good series to forget about, folks. This is a great series to forget about, and I am a little worried there could be the rest of the month might be a month to forget because they've got eleven games coming up here where they go on the road. Um, to LA, then they welcome the Mets at home, the Astros for two games. That's right. April 20th, 420 go. And if you know, we're not going to encourage people to, to purchase inflatable trash cans and to do anything like that. I am. 
Uh, <laughs> I am fully encouraging all we'll get those trackings now before they sell out. <laughs> We're not encouraging people to go to a certain website that we will leave in the chat room later. <laughs> we do not want people to do that. Uh, and then, and then even after that, at home they got the Phillies again, who are playing nice, and then they go back out to San Francisco. So, it, it this is this is they've had a tough month. Yeah, and and again, the Rockies usually play fairly well, and they they can be surprising even when they haven't had a good club. So I don't think it'll be as as bad as it could be, but they they got a tough road ahead of them this week. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, this was the first just boring series, and, and I never find baseball boring. But again, if you're talking about what are we going to look back on at the end of the season, like we've we've done this before, we have nothing to add. We can do this segment yeah. real quick, right? We at the end of the last two series, we did this. What will we remember at the end of the year? We've been able to update our our top five things that are memorable, and will we remember that they moved the bullpens? Um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that but technically happen in this series. Yeah, I guess the Giants are boring. Opener. Yeah. The right. Giants are just boring in general. Neither one of these teams was, yeah. Like you said, even the way the Giants scored their runs was. Michaela, yeah. if you, so if you were in the PR department for the San Francisco Giants, who, and they say, Michaela, we need somebody electric to post for the cover of the, the San Francisco Giants 2021 yearbook. Who you got? You got your pick. Who's Mr. Electricity in that Giants clubhouse? Oh God. Uh, there's not a lot of options. <laughs> hey, uh, suppose he came back to play this season. Brandon Crawford, I guess. I don't know. I mean, he did really well against us this series. I mean, no, I think you know, I no think the Giants are boring, but they killed us with their starting pitching. Like their starting pitching looked way, way, way better than ours did. So I don't know if I want to sit here and talk horribly about the Giants because they they just swept us. So they were doing something right, and they might be boring, but they won three in a row. So that's true. Sure yeah, their their enough. rotation is on par, I think, with the Rockies. However, their guys are a little bit older, and a lot yeah. of them on like one year deals. Uh, I think Discofani is only on a one year deal. Gaussman, Cueto's on the final year of his long term contract. So I mean, it. Yeah, I'd still rather, way rather have the Rockies rotation going forward because most of the rotation is coming back next year. Right. And and like you said, they're younger, so they might unlock yeah. some potential moving forward. Where Absolutely. like Johnny Cueto is pretty good, but we know like – and he was great the other day. I don't take anything away from him. But, shimmy, shimmy. Yeah. Um, all right. Do we have 20th and Blaze or are we locating 20th and Blaze? Which is fine if we are. On GPS? We have it. Okay. I, I wrote it. We have it. Oh, okay. I, do we need I, to well, use ways to find 20th and Blaze? Where is that street? You, you said the uh, Stroh's on 420, right? So, boom. Oh, here we go. All at once. Oh, all at once. We're binging on it, baby. Let, let's just go through. Well, number five, Herman Marquez. Let's start with him because uh, he pitched today. Look for a second like he was maybe going to turn uh, a frustrating first inning there into a dominant outing he got on a run in the middle innings that looked like uh some vintage dominating marquez i do still think he more or less turned a corner in this game actually and we can talk more about that so um he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't marquez that we were hoping like i had this storyline in my head of Again, the Rockies only had a, a two-game losing streak, uh, you know, going into today. But it was that 2019 season where they're three and 12, and then he shows up on a Sunday matinee game right. in San Francisco, and right. he's got the no hitter going. And I'm like, it's gonna happen again. Oh wait, Alex Dickerson, come on, dude. 
Like yeah. this guy is the new, he's the new Will Myers. Let's just face it. Like he is just dominating the Rockies. I do think Will Myers is still the, 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 the old Will Myers. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Like Dick Monfort owns a majority. He owns at least 51% of the Rockies, but then a large majority of the rest is owned by Will Myers and Alex Dickerson. So, yeah. but no, yeah. Mark but- Kemp is retired. Someone had to take over. There you go. Has he actually retired? Actually, I'm not sure that's right. He's just not playing. But yeah, Mac, what did you uh, what you make of Marquez today? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think Marquez put the team in a position to win. It wasn't the best position to win, but it was a performance that was good enough that if the Rockies offense was clicking and the bullpen wasn't as bad as it is, the Rockies could have won that game. Um, you know, obviously he's doing a lot better with, you know, locating his pitches in the command. He had seven strikeouts today, which is the most he's had in the the three starts that he's made so far this season. So, you know, obviously he's striking out more batters, which is great. Um, you know, the three earned runs wasn't, wasn't awesome. I would have preferred, uh, you know, a few less runs on the board, but we'll take what we can get, I guess. So, I mean, it wasn't, um, I don't think it was an ace worthy performance but it was a performance that put the Rockies in a position to win they unfortunately just did not capitalize on it um I think uh he's definitely working out some of the kinks that he showed in the first two starts so you know if he continues on this trajectory it's a good trajectory to be on um I just hope you know we can dial down on the (laughs) the earned runs (laughs) yeah Yeah. outside of the first and sixth inning I mean he he was Marquez, right? He he did what he needed to do. So it, you summed it up really well, Mikhail. I like that idea that look, he he did what they had to do to to try to win a ball game. And Rockies aren't gonna they're gonna lose their share of games when the pitcher goes out and does what they they need to do. Um, unfortunately, yeah. this year, and it just it just is what it is. Yeah, there's one last note I want to make on Marquez because I've been pointing at this throughout all of spring training and coming in with his first couple of starts this year, and that I just he just didn't have the the right command of his fastball, something he had talked about it, still coming out of the stretch. He looks a little bit strange, but there had been an inconsistency in his mechanics this season. And it was particularly affecting And by mechanics. I don't mean like his delivery. I mean, his, like his release point on his fastball, which is why he didn't have uh, the, the best command of it. And in the first two innings today, he was still fighting with his, basic pitch he didn't have it i've compared it several times in the past to a a jump shooter in the nba not having his jump shot and just kind of trying to find other ways to score so he's learned a bunch of you know sliders and stuff he he piped that three two fastball to dickerson you can't like that's gonna get crushed like literally you could not ask for more of a rope than that pitch because like it was right there right and that was just not and at like 94 miles an hour too which suggested to me that he's trying not to walk the guy and he's placing a pitch on a three, two count Marquez is, is directing the ball rather than trying to dial up to 97 throw by him. Cause he didn't have that confidence. And then sometime near the end of inning two, beginning of inning three, it just happened. It just like a jump shooter, getting it back and you, you fade back and you shoot one with a guy right in your eye and splash and it's back. And for the rest of the game, now I know they they got another run on him. Uh, Brandon Belt hit a, a curveball that wasn't the best, wasn't the worst. It didn't hang in the middle of the plate. It's a good hit. Look, even when you have your best stuff, good hitters are going to get you sometimes. You're not going to be perfect. Like, go and look at the best prospects in all of baseball. You go, why doesn't this guy just throw a no-hitter every single time out? It's baseball. It's almost impossible to do. It's really hard. So the Brandon Belt, that's where, where Michaela's talking about, like, in a, 
in a Marquez starting where he begins the game with the stuff he had from inning two, three on, he probably still gives up that home run to Bell. You're not going to be perfect. He's going to give up one run, not the two he gave up in the first inning. Uh, and then there was that weird uh, mistake by everybody involved on letting them steal the, the bag there. Everyone messed up there. Marquez has got to step off. Uh, uh, Fuentes is off at first base, not doing anything. But Hampson's not covering the bag at second. Everybody messed up on that play to allow the second run to come in. Can't do that. But uh, and that, I do think Marquez is going to be pretty good moving forward because of that. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, we're when a guy doesn't have his, you know, his best stuff and is struggling a little bit, and yet goes out and essentially has a uh, a quality start for the most part. Like, yeah, that guy's a pretty darn good pitcher. So hopefully he can straighten it out and uh, and will give us some more of those no hit moments. Because not gonna lie, I certainly was jealous after seeing Joe Musgrove uh, throw that no hitter <laughs> Friday night for San Diego, and you're like, they oh, when's Colorado needs. Oh, they very much. That's awesome. <laughs> the last team in baseball, right? 53 years they, they were incredibly deep. That was awesome. Yeah. I got goosebumps. That was a cool moment. It was great. So, yeah, Kyle Freeland, we'll wait to see. He, he was there in San Francisco. Him and Brendan Rodgers were both there. We got notification that they're kind of, you know, working their way back. Uh, Freeland was thrown off of flat ground. So, uh, you know, if, if the Padres are able to, to get their first no-hitter, maybe Kyle Freeland, the local boy, much like Joe Musgrove was the local boy in San Diego, maybe Freeland throws a perfect game this year. I don't know, but you're gonna you're gonna win a lot of money on DraftKings if you can bet on that. I'll tell you right. that. There was almost one today. Luke Weaver for the Diamondbacks took a perfect game until I think the sixth inning or the seventh inning. Yeah. And didn't do it against Colorado. So there we go. All yeah. right. Silver <laughs> <Hey>. linings. <laughs> Good stuff. Man, I, I feel bad. 13-13 jar, as it were. Down at the bar, got shots for us, and we're we're not down at the bar. I will say, I think our nuggets. And Avs guys are down there. So the Nuggets guys are down guys. after a tough loss. We got golf Nuggets uh, and Avs at the bar right now. So, you, so you Nuggets guys, any of those guys. <laughs> Nuggets guys have left, but Avs guys are okay. still here. We're about to do a show. And then the golf guys just finished up their show. So they're headed over towards the bar as well. I'm thinking 13-13 jar knew we weren't there. Bought the shots. <laughs> was like, well, I mean, I can't let these go to waste. <laughs> And then Adam's coming by, and Eric is like, "Oh crap! I gotta, I gotta chug these things real quick before I have to share." It's okay. We know where your head's at. It's smart. It's strategic. It's sabermetric it. for the bar. That's that's what that is. Totally. It's the analytics for the bar. All right. Who's number four on twentieth and Blaze? Raimel Tapia tapping a little bit more this series. Not doing anything again. It's it's not ripping the ball over the wall since since the Bueller home run, which is kind of whoa. Uh, but doing doing very Tapia things, taking the ball where it's pitched, hitting it around. Uh, I saw somebody uh, call him "Ooh, singles collector" today. I was like, "Yeah, singles collector." <laughs> but. Uh, but there he goes, uh, doing enough, a good enough job putting the ball on the bat to get on the list. He's got a little four-game hit streak going. You know, he's hitting every game this series. Um, two hits uh, the last two nights, the uh, last two days. And I, I like where he's at in the lineup, too. I mean, we kind of – I think we talked about it maybe Friday, like this idea that, okay, if Hampson can be the leadoff hitter, he's a righty. Tapio would be fitting a lot, lot nicer, I think, uh, as the left-handed uh, complement, batting second. Story back to the right, Blackman. Uh, batting left, uh, hitting cleanup. So, like, it's a good top uh, of the order, and it's going to help you later on in the game. Whereas if you've got those lefties stacked together, well, you know, if it's Tapia McMahon, then, you know, later on in the game, 
you know, the, the, the left-handed reliever in the other team's bullpen, believe it or not, that is a thing. Uh, a left-handed reliever in a bullpen uh, is going to come in and you're just going to stack those two guys up. So I like that in the order and, and, and Tapi is quietly doing what he did much of last season. He's collecting those singles, nothing wrong with that. Uh, getting on base, which is, that's part of your job. If you're at the top of the lineup, let's face yeah. it, however you do it. Um, and he's, he's not really striking out as much. In fact, uh, he hasn't struck out since April 6th. Oh, I wish Any, I anyone noticing that he's only had struck out three oh, times so far this year? I, I was that's noticing something? it was less. I wish you hadn't just told me that though. <laughs> so you can yeah, guess that's, how many. That is how many does no, it feel like he struck out? Like five, maybe six? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so it's it, been three, three yeah. times. Like that's that's bit one was in a that's real bad spot in a potential game winner, I think, in that uh that overtime. <laughs> Calling it overtime these days. We it's should, not even extra innings anymore. It kind of is overtime. It's it's overtime now. Uh, Mac, how you feeling on on Rymel Tapia these days? Yeah, I mean, I think you guys kind of summed it up really nicely. I think he's doing exactly what he needs to be doing for this team right now. And I think, too, you know, a lot of his experience, because I guess for all purposes, he's one of the veteran players on the team, which is really weird to think about. Um, He is. He is. So, you know, I think his experience um, in the majors is kind of playing a role in this. Um, You know, he's one of the longest tenured people on the Rockies roster right now. So, you know, I think you're seeing a lot of that experience play into his performance. He has the second highest on-base percentage on the team right now, just behind Rymac. So, you know, you guys said it, he's getting on base. He's, He's doing what he needs to do to help this team out. Um, you know, unfortunately the people coming behind him aren't uh, helping him out and scoring him when he does get on those bases. You know, obviously we've talked about already the Rockies are really struggling um, in situations with runners in scoring position and kind of capitalizing on those moments. Um, but right now doing everything in his power to contribute. Um, and I'm, I think he's, you know, um, he's doing everything that I've, I've wanted to see from him. Um, so if he can, can can keep doing that, I think, you know, we're in for a, a, a special season from him. A couple of nice running catches today as well, uh, coming in on some. I, he had a few in Colorado he didn't get. Part of that is because the outfield is much larger. And I think you saw uh, a couple of catches today where is, I, I thought particularly back to their overtime loss to Arizona. Uh, the two balls that he didn't quite get to because he had to patrol a much larger space. Very similar hits today, two of them that he got to because the outfield was just a little bit smaller. But Do we uh, think he's going to come close to robbing another home run all year? Which, again, right. is, is, is a circumstance that isn't right. has, has have anything to do with him. The he, ball has to be in a certain enough, location, right? I don't know what it is about him because you're right. It, there's a randomness to being in a position to rob so a home run. But he's been in that position a lot. He had several of them. Uh, and you'll remember this on the, the crazy hill in, in the minor leagues. Uh, he had several Toke where he had to slope. climb that hill and, and, yeah. and jump over the wall. Uh, he already has, in my estimation, the best home run robbing catch in center field in Rockies history from just a couple of years ago. Because that almost never happened. So I don't know why that, that particular play seems to find him. He's like a magnet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who's next on the list? Number three, John Gray, by virtue of not doing anything this series <laughs> and just having really been the, the steady rock in the rotation so far, the one guy who just hasn't been bad as a starter in any way. Uh, you know, you don't have to look at it through a side angle, go through all that stuff I talked about with Marquez. Gray just 
looks good. Uh, he was giving quotes the other day about how he feels fantastic, how he's having much more fun this season than he's ever had in his career before. Like Gray is locked in, and and I think we could be in for a special season from him. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, for all intents and purposes, in my opinion, John Gray looks like the ace of the Colorado Rockies right now. Um, he's got the lowest whip of starting pitchers. He has the lowest ERA. Um, I mean, he's just looking really good. He has the most strikeouts um, with 12 so far. So, um, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I think John Gray is the, the ace of this team right now. Um, and congratulations, you didn't do anything, so you're still on our list. Okay. <laughs> all you have to do is not do anything or do bad, and you're still on the list. Um, or, the, or no one else has to take your spot. Right. Right. Scoring yeah. four runs this weekend. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know he's only gone out there twice now, but you couldn't ask for anything better from those two starts except for to eat more bananas and drink mustard so you don't cramp. Um, <laughs> right. So, I mean, he's awesome. I think he's done everything in his power to help this team. And um, like I said before, and I'll say it again, he very much looks like the ace of the Rockies right now. I'm excited to see his start on Wednesday uh, against the Dodgers in LA. Um, it's going to be gray versus May. So two redheads with long hair going against each other. Hey, hey. Uh, particularly, it'd be interesting to see how Gray does against his Dodgers team that saw him only a little more than a week ago at this point. Now, he may have the benefit of the Dodgers missing some of their, their guys. Bellinger's banged up. Betts is banged up. So, you know, the lineup might not be full strength, but I don't care. Uh, I, I want to see Gray go out there and shove Dodger Stadium. He usually pitches fairly well in, in Southern California. We know he loves pitching in San Diego. Um, so that's going to be a, uh, an important matchup to see what he can do next week. And again, all he can do is control himself. That, that's that been the biggest, that was the, one of the biggest, uh, maybe not issues I had going into the season was how the starting rotation was going to, you know, carry this team. But with maybe the offense not being so great and, and maybe the defense maybe not coming through at times, what impact does that have on the pitchers who like, Hey, it doesn't matter if I pitch six innings and I only give up two runs because sure. we're not going to get it done. Well, you know, they've, they've had to deal with that at times uh, here and there, and now it's going to be a much longer duration of, of time, but nevertheless, you know, gray. And again, if gray goes six innings and gives up two runs, that might not be enough against Dustin A and the Dodgers, but I still want to see gray do that. Like that's still hey, good on you. Good on you, John check. Here's your, here's your chocolate. We're going to keep you on the, 20th right. and blaze list, like just for John Gray. I, I want to stay on the list. See him do that. Important stuff. That's it. <laughs> it's going to be the first question that Ed Henderson asks him, I think, <laughs> on Wednesday night. We know that to be true. Uh, I miss. Are you that. hoping to get for that number one spot, John? Are you hoping? Uh, love it. All right. Number two. Trevor Story making his debut on the list. He, he really didn't get off to a hot start to the season. You know, I, I think with everybody making this out to be Trevor Story, Charlie Blackman, and a bunch of scrubs, you know, the Rockies got off to a decent start and mostly did it without either of those two guys. Uh, Blackman still kind of in a bit of a slump, really didn't have a good series at all here against the Giants. We're still waiting, waiting for him to make his debut on 20th and Blaze, but Story picking up and story you could see it coming. Story definitely had been running into some bad luck there in Arizona. He was against Arizona, I should say. He was scorching some baseballs, uh, and just they were finding the gloves of outfielders. Even before that, there were a couple, even I, I'm remembering Cody Bellinger tracking down 
a few screamers into the gap. So story breaking out of his slump a little bit here. Still sitting on zero home runs for this season, though. So room room to go up. Uh, Mac, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, where are you at on the, the Trevor Story experience so far? Yeah, I mean, I think I've been the most impressed with Trevor Story's defense more than anything. Obviously, he's in a hitting slump, so that's just kind of going to be <laughs> the default answer, I guess. You know, um, we all know that he's a great defensive short, shortstop, the, one of the best in the league. Um, and I don't think his hitting slump is going to last forever. It can't, obviously. Um, I think his bat's going to wake up and hopefully sooner rather than later. But, you know, you never can get too down on Trevor Story because he's just too good of a player for you to count him out um, at any time. So, um, you know, I think when his bat does start waking up and he can start contributing offensively to the team, um, you know, I think these games are going to be a lot closer than obviously getting swept by the Giants um, the last three games showed us. So um, I'm not too worried about Trevor Story. Um, I think he's going to be just fine and he just has to keep doing what, you know, he's been doing defensively. And then if he can just get that bat to wake up, um, I think the Rockies are going to be in a little bit better of a position than they are right now. Yeah, he was in that 0 for 14 slump. I think Charlie was in like an 0 for 11 slump. After the cat. The cat ran on the field, and Trevor's yeah. story was 0 for 14. I swear it was the cat. The cat was a curse. <laughs> it was. Yeah, he's he's now put together, you know, uh, three uh, multi-hit games in the last four days. So he kind of broke out of that slump a little bit. Only, only one double, which, you know, he was able to get today. But, yeah, zero home runs, only one stolen base. He even got caught stealing. So – you know, he wants to be one of those 30-30 boys. There's there's an interesting new feature that uh, is on Baseball Savant where it shows you the expected home runs by ballpark. And so he has none because he hasn't hit any. He, If he uh, played in L.A. or Cleveland or uh, L.A. for the Angels or the Brewers or the Reds, he would have – how many home runs do you think he would have? What's, what's, what's reasonable for a week four. of games? Okay, four. You can take the little over or the under on that, Michaela. What do you think? Uh, I'll take the over. You would be right, Michaela. I, I would have said probably said about four as well. Six, according to Statcast, wow. he would have had six in all of those ballparks. But yet, Colorado, none. Detroit isn't very favorable, so don't worry. Trevor Story will not be <laughs> traded, most likely, <laughs> to the Tigers. Uh, he would only hit two there, three in Houston. But yeah, that's really strange to think none. That is strange. So far in, in, in his first 10 games, and yet he would have six in a couple of other ballparks. That's that's one of those stats to to kind of keep an eye on for all players over the course of the season and say, Yeah. Oh, it's it's basically the DJ LeMahieu stat. Like, let's yep. face it. It's the LeMahieu yep. stat to look and go, hey, all right, you know, LeMahieu had 18 home runs in Colorado. Cool, good for him. And meanwhile, Yankees uh yeah. analytics department. Uh, looks and says, you know, we can get about 32 out of those 18 in Colorado. <laughs> the That's, same absurd. That's yeah. absurd, right? It is. It is. And it's frustrating. Make the outfield at Coors Field smaller. That's just. And paint one of the walls purple. Let's have a purple monster. <laughs> just, Why not? Like we create got, more seats? Figure it out. It, it's ridiculous out there. All right. Before we get to our final spot on 20th and Blaze now, is a perfect time to remind everybody to get yourself manscaped. That's right. I said it. It's time. It's time to be the best version of yourself. And the best version of yourself is smooth, smells good, feels good. And you get taken care of when you take care of yourself. That's just how the karma of the manscaped situation works. You can use code DNBR20 to get free shipping 
and 20% off at manscaped.com. Whether you're getting a new lawnmower 3.0, maybe you're getting some of that spritzer, a little bit of deodorant, the most comfortable pair of boxers you've ever worn in your life. Fellas, I tell you, you won't regret it. You got to treat yourself. And as it turns out, you may also be treating whoever's taking care of you if you manscape. Get manscaped. It's it's the least you can do for yourself and for the people or the person that you care about. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's entirely up to you. Your business is your business. I'm just saying, use promo code DNVR to get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Also, haircut. <laughs> uh, also, one of the things that you can do if you've, uh, you, you know, if you're 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 at home, you're taking care of your manscape situation. You don't feel like going out because you're you, you got stuff to do at home. Well, maybe you still need to go see the doctor. You don't have time to drive in anywhere. You get on Zoom care. No one likes going to the doctor, waiting in the long waiting room, sitting there filling out stuff on a clipboard. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Get on a Zoom call instead. Go to zoomcare.com, Z-O-O-M-C-A-R-E.com. You can get all kinds of stuff done there. They've got, you know, most of your typical uh, procedure. Well, no, they're not doing the procedure. But they can tell you about uh, prognosis. That's the word I was looking for. It's a different word that starts with a P and an R. But they can even deal with some mental health issues for you. It's a really fantastic situation, especially if you just need to get something checked out and you really don't want to go through the enormous hassle of getting down to the doctor's office. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Check them out at ZoomCare. That's Z-O-O-M-C-A-R-E.com. All right. And our number one on the 20th and Blaze, the hottest Rocky right now, is Ryan McMahon. It just is. He's the guy that's been the most fun to watch pretty much all season. He's been locked in. Uh, Another home run in this series that the Giants broadcasters (laughs) laughingly said felt like a Coors Field home run, which is just... Whatever um, that means. How how can you say that on the road? Like, What does that even mean? It's the kind of this is why Rockies fans are so sensitive about stuff like curtain calls and all this other nonsense. Because because how can you even say that? How can you hold Coors Field against them? It's not PTSD. It's part. P. It's PCST. Post Coors. It's, it's stress disorder. Yeah, stress maybe. disorder. There you go. <laughs> it, yeah, it's too much. It, how do you? Yeah, that kind of stuff will will drive you wild. But uh, Michaela. What will drive you wild in a, in a much more exciting way is, is Ryan McMahon's swing right now. The guy's putting the barrel of the bat on the baseball. Yeah, I mean, you guys kind of mentioned it. He had a really good day yesterday going two for four with that go-ahead two-run home run in the fifth inning. And his bat has just been on fire. You know, he's tied for first place in Major League Baseball right now for home runs um, up there with J.D. Martinez. So, you know, it's a pretty good person to be on par with at this point in the season. So, um, you know, he's pretty much the, the, not the only, but the biggest contributing factor to the Rockies offense so far this season. Um, so you just love to see it from that kid. He had um, an incredible defensive play to um, this series, right? That's a, that was a series. I'm getting my series. Mixed I know. He, he's had a few of them this year. Uh, he's had a couple of barehanders. Bare he's had a couple of yeah. nice plays at third. And at second, there was that play that, where he was maybe a little bit over aggressive and going for the lead runner, and he pulled Story off the bag, but Stowe made such a great play that ultimately, like I kind of want to give McMahon, like make a 
better throw there, but at the same time, he's so aggressive and athletic that he can move from third to second and just still do that is like, man. That's just a lot of value, man. That that, yeah. that has such such huge value having that versatility, especially on a team with guys who are nothing but versatile. Um, so we got five home runs in 10 games. Who can do the math quicker over the course of a 162 game season? Ryan McMahon is on pace for how many home runs this oh, year? Boy. Oh God. Do, do, do. So Can't sing the rest of that song. So Copy it's going to be like 81? 81 on the button. Whoa. Okay, because he's, math cause he's hit a home run in half of the, in half his games, right? So if he hit a home run in in half the okay, yeah, that's how you use math. Don't be afraid of it. Dive right <laughs> into that. There you go, eighty-one. That, that was logic, actually, that I used there. More that's fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. now yesterday he was on pace for ninety. He had one bad game, so he loses nine home runs. So now he's only on pace <laughs> for eighty-one. And if this continues, who's to say? But he's yeah, he's looking good right now. No, he. Yeah. He's been fantastic, and he's hitting lefties. He's hitting lefties really well. I mean, yeah. he's only had nine opportunities, which is the thing that was very frustrating about opening day, him not getting the start. Um, but he's three for nine against lefties, and you know he he needs to be an everyday regular. Give him a day off when he needs to get some rest. Doesn't matter who's in that, who's the opposing starting pitcher. You need to see Ryan Max name penciled into the lineup. Absolutely. I mean, not only is he tied for first in major league for home runs, but he's leading the Rockies in every offensive category. So he's the hottest bat in the lineup. Um, you're pretty much counting on him to be your run scorer anytime he comes up to the plate and contributing to the team in that way. So I don't know what else he could ask for him at this point. Like he's just doing so good and I'm really happy for him too. Uh, he's an easy guy to cheer for. Are we not sure that Austin Garmer's still batting a thousand? I mean, oh, did he? Have, oh, that's not a picture. <laughs> I, I think in the lineup consistently. I know. <laughs> that's a, There's a lot of qualifiers uh, in there. Chris Owens, me, like McMahon's case is the best hitter. God is good. Ramon Marquez yeah. also has a batting average right now. <laughs> right. Break. Uh, but yeah, McMahon. Uh, we talked about it right before the season started. And I was comparing him to Carlos Gonzalez, right? And good comparison, particularly and how he can go cold sometimes. And we've seen that at the major leagues, but how we can get really hot sometimes. And, and that when he gets hot, it tends to be what we're seeing right now, which even his outs are 102 mile an hour off the bat line drives to the center fielder, right? Like the one where he moved up the runners today where you go, Oh man, even when he's not coming up with the hit or the home run or whatever, he's, he's driving the baseball, his his single back up the middle. I didn't have exit below on today. I almost always do and just didn't today for whatever reason. Uh, but I would imagine that was over 100 miles an hour uh, easily. So uh, I bet if you looked at his exit velos for the Rockies this year, uh, I bet he's got like five of the top 10 on the team. Uh, he's just been crushed. I know Hilliard actually has, I, he may still have the hardest hit ball in baseball this year. Did he have like 107? 115, I think, was oh. or 114. Ooh. Yeah, he, yeah, Hilliard. I mean, that <laughs> He's a big boy. Yeah, yeah McMahon yeah. right now, just and just in all of baseball, is an 86 percentile average exit velocity. Yeah, so dude's hitting the ball hard, getting those barrels. Yeah, yeah, you love to see it. You love to see it. Got one more bill to pay, and luckily, I'm smart enough to pay it because I got my education at MSU Denver Online. Got real smart down there. You can tell from all of the fancy words that I'm using. 
But no, seriously, folks, it's really great. Uh, you can earn your degree while you're working. That's one of the best things about it is that it can fit into your schedule. The vast majority of people who are taking classes at msudenver.edu slash online are also working and, and trying to earn money while earning their degree. It's a great way to be able to do it, whether you're trying to start up a new degree, finish up an old one. Just pick up some new skills in your life. Learn about something you've always been very passionate about. There's really no downside to getting more educated. The only thing in recent times might be, well, going into a school and all the, you know, all that, well, don't worry about it. Digital education and not from people who just now learning about that, but people who are experts in it, who's built into the fabric of what they do. So check them out at msudenver.edu slash online. Well, that was actually, I, I got to say, I'm I'm giving a tip of the cap to the three of us. That was quite a bit of conversation about the actual baseball this weekend <laughs> that I, I wasn't entirely sure we were, we were going to be able to talk about all that. So we've just got to get Michaela's uh, second night of WrestleMania predictions. Then. Yeah. What do you think? What's, oh man. I don't, I don't Bad wanna... Bunny review. Wait. <laughs> oh, do, do we know? I think you know who Bad Bunny is, right? No. Oh, that one's on you now, because he is very current. He is very modern. Yeah, he's a Bunny Spanish is like singer, famous right now. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I just don't listen to his, music. Listen to his yeah, album. Y H N Q L M Q L A B C D E F G. His new album. No. What is this nonsense? It's, it's something like that. Um, he was great on Saturday Night Live. I'll say that he was fantastic. Stuff. He did act in a scene there. He's uh, he's gonna be a big deal. He's gonna be a big deal. Good I don't even know what the main event is. What's the big main event tonight at WrestleMania? I should know this, and I don't. I it's thought hard. it was going to be the match they started with yesterday. The only one I read, the Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. We're losing Michaela entirely, and most of the audience, I'm sure. <laughs> I, 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 well, we have uh, Roman Reigns against Daniel Bryan against Edge, Edge. Yeah, against Randy it. Macho Man Savage. Michaela, who do you think is going to win? Which one of those? Macho I'm, Man, right? Probably I'm Macho Man. Humans are. If you would have Daniel told Bryan. Bronson was wrestling today, I would have believed you. So. Who? Charles Bronson or Action Bronson? Daniel Rock Johnson. Oh, dude. Dwayne, Dwayne I like that you have to say Johnson. his full name. Um, there was oh, a. Daniel Bryan is married to one of the Bell Twins. Do you know the Miz? On tonight. No, I don't know anything oh, about he's anything on, you guys are talking about. He's on. Um, I would movie. rather watch paint dry than watch WrestleMania. I watch baseball for fun, and that's saying a lot. So I, <laughs> I love it. Oh, did you guys see Hank Azaria on? Uh, I got to send everybody this clip, which was one of those late night shows. I think Colbert. Have you watched Brock Meyer? This is something we've Never. got it, and I've only watched the first episode of it. We need to do a DNVR rock because I've only watched that first episode. I don't know that it was on anything free at first, uh, but it was amazing. I'm a huge mark for Hank Azaria, first of all. But uh, Kayla likes him too. Huge. Uh, <laughs> I'm the president of the fan club, actually. Yeah, she. Yeah, although to be fair, Michaela, you did criticize him and rightfully so about all the Apu stuff from The Simpsons. So Michaela does know all about Hank Azaria. Uh, Will's right? got my back in the comments here. Uh, Brock Meyer, right? The basic premise is that the guy is, uh, uh, you know, he was like the kind of this big time sort of Harry Carey inspired uh, baseball play-by-play man and then he, he has one day where he just goes off on the mic about 
everything that's wrong with baseball and baseball fans and baseball players and his job and his company and everything just has the big blow up moment in in scene one right of the show and so he's sent to do play-by-play at some just miserable midtown like minor league team that's i want to say being, it's in new orleans isn't it maybe that that's i've never seen right. the show but i um again i've only watched one episode of it and the woman amanda peach is the name of the actor who who, who like owns this little minor she's phenomenal but the whole thing is great and it's just like this little love letter to like baseball at its its basics but that he's this kind of old-timey uh broadcaster who's trying to find his way in the new world of baseball and apparently does a podcast as this character just entirely as brockmeyer but his five minutes with colbert ripping into modern baseball and as the character i guess yeah 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 yeah. i have to share this with you it was it was fantastic you'll love it but um it's it's so good, Brockmeyer. That's what we got to get on because so, I don't think we're going to get Mikhail over on any wrestling. That seems no, like <laughs> not Brock Lesnar, but Brockmeyer. I, I think Brockmeyer. Mikhail, I like that paint drying. Know. So so WrestleMania, then paint drying. But I think we can get Brockmeyer up above. Actually, Mikhail, save it. This will be a nice little ribbon on everything. What and and we started by by Drew giving us credit because I think that's the thing. We love baseball. We love analyzing it. We love doing all those things. So yes, we should get a pat on our back. But Michaela, and this this could be the biggest thing that creates some conversation. Michaela E. Perkins, what is your favorite baseball movie? Oh, yes, yes. This is what this episode oh, will boy. be remembered for. I'm scared to answer. Don't say Mighty Ducks because that's Drew's favorite. We're gonna click, right? <laughs> oh my god. Oh boy. I, I don't want to I don't want to stir up some controversy with this. How about how about give I us your top you three to in no particular up. order? Give us just a top oh. general three that come to mind because this can be this is hard. Like I have it my is. favorite, but depending on the day you ask me, I might I might almost forget that movie because I'm in a different kind of mindset. This actually might surprise you guys because it's the one thing that you're going to be able to relate to because you're both old. Um, I. <laughs> Cut a mic. Cut what? A mic. What just happened? <laughs> well, I have okay. this, isn't, this isn't that difficult. I think probably my base, my favorite baseball movie, like it just edges it out by a little bit. Um, oh gosh, I'm scared. I think it's uh, Major League. Great choice. Okay. All right. Yeah. Wild I guess that is, that's pretty old, isn't it? I love that movie. I love Wild Thing. Yeah. That would be my walk-up song if I could have a walk-up song if I played in Major League Baseball. Hands down, that would be my walk-up song. Um, and then I think the other two would be either Bull Durham, Moneyball. I love Moneyball. I know it's like more of a recent baseball movie, but that's okay. I, I, love, I love Moneyball. Favorite movies, um, are favorite movies. Yeah. Yeah. So Field far, of, none of these are bad or or even controversial. Field, Field of, of Dreams, Dreams. classic. Let's not give away too much content here. On okay, like, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, you got, you got I your top four. Okay, so I love your top four. Yes, yeah. that's the one old thing that I'll watch that like was produced before like 2000 something. Michaela, each time you use the word "old" in any context, <laughs> I'm making a note, and I will then ask you about someone that you should know, and you probably don't. So careful with that word. Careful with that. Oh. Word. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though because she said that and i was like so offended and then she said major league and i thought back to like that movie was out when i was right? a child like the yeah. movie's pretty it's old like, right? it's like <laughs> same but okay, it's like yeah. it's like ageless and you're like oh yeah that had to have been made in a year that wasn't 2019 right. 
Yeah. So yeah, I guess it is kind of old. I actually just spent, so I had surgery twice in a year and each time I was recovering from surgery, I just watched old baseball movies is how I passed my time. So oh, nice. Fantastic. Big baseball movie girl. Anything else outside of that, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> gonna say, doesn't know Hank Azaria or Amanda Pete as well. Though those are, it's not like, I mean, those are like the. Nah, you're the, not the top ones. <laughs> no, those are not well, egregious. Like, not knowing who Bruce Springsteen is. No, that, you don't get a pass. But Azaria <laughs> and Pete, like, the okay. dynamic duo. Yeah, nah, you, don't, you don't even need to know who they are to be honest. No offense, Hank. Uh, all right. Yeah, we'll have to do a, a whole baseball movie. I know uh, Patrick and I have talked baseball movies before, but we got to get all Michaela's takes. Fresh perspective. Yeah, it's a yeah. whole new thing. So. I have a lot yeah. of takes. I have seen probably all of them. So we, What we really could do is uh, at the bar, we could play a movie and we could just pretty much do a Mystery Science Theater 3000 where all three of us have a mic and we're chiming and pointing out different things and ruining the movie ultimately totally for people in the audience, but great. they'll love it. Uh, that'd be fantastic. Uh, so if you want to see all kinds of stuff like that, well, one, you got to be subscribed to our YouTube channel. That's where all of the hijinks do occur. You won't miss anything. If you're subscribed there, you click the bell icon, you do all of that good stuff. You make sure that you're joining us for these series wrap ups and you're not missing our pregame shows where we're helping you make a little bit of money. You don't want to miss those. So subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed to the website, the dnbr.com. So you become a member of the family. You get discounts on hats and shirts and masks. You get a bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar. And if you order that annual subscription right now, we'll hook you up with a free t-shirt and a free holistic stick from Holistic Wellness. It's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com to check out all the fantastic reviews. You can also use promo code DNVR30 to get 30% off there. But the biggest thing really is Become a member of the family. You get discounts on all kinds of stuff. You get to hang out with us. Uh, you get to have fun all the time. Share your favorite baseball movies. Uh, tell us who you want to win WrestleMania or if you would rather watch paint dry. Whatever it is, we're here for all of it. That's what families do. So thank you all for hanging out with us, for continuing to be absolutely awesome out there. I promise you, we will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons, Michaela Perkins, Drew Creaseman, and Ali Monroy behind the scenes in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. 